Thank you very much for the privilege. But I need to say that, um, you know, I had the privilege of organizing Cassandra to come here to do ministry. So after two months, or maybe even a month, maybe even the first meeting, because she came with us, remember, brought her, and Amir um, Maureen joined her, and the first elders meeting, or the first staff meeting, Yanka was sitting here, and Cassandra was sitting here, and I was sitting over there, and every now and then it was, and then I knew, this is not about ministry, it's about this couple getting married, so it's a... Uh, it was very awkward, but anyhow. So, uh, thank you for messing up my plans so the girl can come and do ministry. So, I appreciate your messing up my plans. And, uh, don't be God into it. You just fell in love with a girl, man. <laughs> but it is a God thing. So, uh, it's very good to, to be here again um, and to be able to come and chat to Yanku. We've had many chats with Cassandra. We've known her for five years, so... Uh, it's a good thing, you know. It's a good thing. It happened very quickly, quicker than uh, than the average. But with God, things do happen quickly, right? Why are you laughing? You're thinking like I am, eh? <laughs> so this morning, um, I just want to talk to you, to you, and I'm glad there was Bible study, but I want to talk to you about the Bible, funny enough. Um, so let's look at, at at the Word of God, you know, its importance to us, why and some of those things, because the truth be told, what we do with the Bible will determine our authority and our voice in our own lives, and our marriages, into the society which we live in. Um, and one of the things me and Maureen have tried to do on a regular basis is not to fight flesh with flesh. How many of you know in marriage... And in society, our reaction is sometimes worse than our action. So these are some of the things that we've tried. We can't fight flesh with flesh. We can't fight our thoughts with our thoughts. We can't fight our mind with our minds. What we need is to get victory over the flesh, over the mind, over our thoughts. And the only way we can do it is if we confess the Bible, the Word of God, over our thoughts, mind, and flesh. Let God speak to us, and we get the victory. Because if it's flesh to flesh, it's I get angry, I get offended. And by the way, you only get offended if you take it. Don't take offense. <laughs> That's my rebuke for the day. Is that okay? Yeah. Don't get offended. You don't have to get offended. You can get hurt, but just don't get offended. Because when you get offended, you come under the devil's trap. And he confuses the whole situation. And then the reaction is worse than the action. So you can't fight flesh with flesh, thoughts with thoughts, mind with mind. We need the Word of God. Because even Jesus, when he was attacked by the enemy, he said, it is written. Enemy Jesus, absolute victory. So, I've got a couple of examples how we act. We say, I'm afraid. God says, I've not given you a spirit of fear. We say, it is impossible. 
God says, all things are possible with me. We say, nobody loves me. God says, I love you. We say, I can't figure things out. God says, trust me and I will direct your steps. We say, I can't do it. God says, you can do all things through Christ Jesus. We say, I can't forgive myself. God says, I forgive you when you confess and repent and come to me. We say, I'm always worried and frustrated. God says, cast your cares and your burdens and your anxiety onto me. We say, I'm not smart enough. God says, I've given you the spirit of wisdom. Get over yourself. Sorry. That's, is that all right? Did I give anybody a fright? You say, I feel alone. God says, I will never leave nor forsake you. When we as believers combine the Bible with the truth of the Holy Spirit, then miracles will happen, breakthrough will come, we will experience something of the goodness of God, and we will have authority in the name of Jesus and in the power of the Holy Spirit. How many of us want to live there? It's got to do what we do with the Bible. We must remember that it is God that initiates signs, miracles, and wonders. All we do is we take what God has done according to the Word of God, the Bible, and according to the power of the Holy Spirit and exercise it. Because we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, and greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. But we've got to give the Holy Spirit in us something to work with. And the only thing He really works with is the Bible and the name of Jesus. Faith comes by what we do with the Bible. It was a great evangelist, D.L. Moody, and he said this. He said, I prayed for faith and thought that someday faith would come and strike me like lightning. But alas, faith did not come. Then one day I read in Romans chapter 10, now faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. I had closed my Bible and prayed for faith. Now I open my Bible, read it loudly, and study it and pray, and faith has never, ever stopped. If we want authority, if we want power, if we want success, if we want faith, if we need a voice and the voice of strength and authority, then the Bible becomes very, very, very important. Because breakthrough comes when we take seriously the Word of God. It is His Word. It is His written Word. There is simply no separating the Word of God, the Bible, and the power of the Holy Spirit. They work together. They're like two wings of an airplane. You have the one without the other, and the airplane crashes. You see, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, the strength of the Bible, will bring us our victories. God, who is the Holy Spirit, He's not Casper the ghost. He's God the Holy Spirit. He's God. 
responds and he manifests with his power and his authority and his breakthroughs and his victories when we speak and we pray. Is there something behind me going, Bro? or is it this? <laughs> Don't. This is church. You can't like, talk on those things, bro. You, you didn't think I would do that up here? She's, you know, this man's horrible. He's, he's bad. She. <laughs> With the Bible and the Holy Spirit, we tap into the power of God. How many of us want the power of God? It's the Bible and the Holy Spirit together. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And He manifests and signs miracles and wonders when we declare the truth of the Bible and the victory will come. You see, in the beginning, God said, let there be light. God said something. Father said something. It says in the Bible, the Holy Spirit was hovering. And boom, there's light. Holy Spirit reacted to what God said. And what does God say? How does God speak to us today? Through the Bible. And we declare what God says. Boom, Holy Spirit comes and puts it into action. We need to know the Bible and love the Bible. The Bible in itself, we see that those who kept and obeyed the Word of God throughout all of Scripture experienced miracles, signs, and wonders and experienced great victories. But those who rejected the Word of God, we also see in the Bible they experienced disaster and they lost their voice of authority. We need to know the Bible, right? Let's look at four aspects. I just want to share four aspects of the Word of God. The first one I want to share on, the Word, the Bible is a person, not just about a person. First point. That person is Jesus, right? The Bible is a living Word. It's alive and it cuts through. It's not like many of the other things we can read on Google all over, and it's like a, a blunt blade, and it's doof, 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 and it just causes a bruising in our soul. Where the Word of God comes, it cuts clean, and there's no bruising. We get healed immediately. John chapter 1 and verse 1 and verse 14 says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. It's amazing we sang that song this morning as well. And then verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and full of faith. Is that a wonderful thing? You know, if we just had truth and no grace, we would be in legalism. If we just had grace, and no truth, we would be licentious. We need truth, and we need work in grace. We need to speak the truth and love to one another, and then give each other the grace so that the Word of God can take root in our lives, and we can honor Jesus Christ. And unfortunately, many times we can bring truth because it's easy to judge people's behavior, right? <laughs> and we're very good with that. But I want to say, we need to help each other, and we ourselves need to know what we believe, 
while we believe it and believe the word of God, believe Jesus so that we behave right. You see, sometimes our behavior happens because we don't believe right. We need to know how to believe. You see, the Bible itself is just such a wonderful book. The second point I want to just very quickly chat about is, is we need to have a relationship with the Bible. If the Bible is Jesus, we need to have a relationship with the Bible. It starts with these two things. That we make, it's about making disciplined time for ourselves to spend time reading the Bible and studying the Word of God. People often ask me, how do I know God's will for my life? I said, open the Bible and read it aloud because then you know God's will for your life. <laughs> God's perfect will is in the Bible. <laughs> and the second time, the second point is make time to listen to God when you're reading and studying the Bible. Let Him speak to you. How many of you have opened the pages of the Bible on a day and suddenly a verse comes out at you, it's God speaking to you. If that's the way God's speaking to you or to me, why don't we open the Bible more? Especially when you've got to make big decisions, right? The Word of God is important. To be honest, we can't mess with the Word of God. The devil does not want us to have a relationship with the Bible, and I think he succeeds because we don't often read the Bible. And yet, it's Jesus, the Word, who was with God in the beginning and is God. Because he knows that victory, that breakthrough, that signs, miracles, and wonders happen when we have a right relationship with the Bible. When he tempted Jesus, and I said it earlier on, three times he tempted Jesus in the wilderness. And every time he came to mess with Jesus, all Jesus said, it is written, and he quoted scripture. How many of our problems would go away if we just say to the enemy, if we say to circumstances, this is what the Bible says? Boom! Victory! Absolute miracles. Two examples that I want to just share with us this morning of people that missed and messed with the Word of God and disobeyed the Word of God. The first one was Saul. Remember Saul? Saul messed with the Word of God, and it cost him his kingship, and it cost him the authority which he had, and it even caused him to take his own life. See, 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 13 says this. You acted foolishly. You have not kept the command, the word the Lord your God gave you. If you had, God would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. But now your kingdom will not endure. Hectic, eh? And then 1 Samuel 15, verse 22 and 23. Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as obeying the voice of the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice 
and to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. I think it must be the scariest. The one that put him in the place, God, he rejected the word of God. He didn't follow the word of God. And God rejected him as king. A second man who messed with the word of God is Zechariah. In the New Testament, the father of John the Baptist. He lost his voice. He lost his tongue. He lost his authority for nine months. He wasn't pregnant, right? Just only nine months pregnancy, right, girls? You're quite congregation this morning. Eh? You know, after Gabriel, the angel, went to Zechariah and uh, spoke to him, Zechariah answered it. Hey, Bianca, don't leave. You're going to phone Cassandra, bro. She's asleep now, bud. Ayanku, no, I'm talking to you, bro. She's sleeping now. <laughs> Responded to the word of God. Um, Zechariah said, how can I be sure of this? He doubted the word of God. And then the angel replied in Luke chapter 1 verse 20, and he said, and now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe the word of the God of God which will come true in its proper time I wonder how many of us how many of God's people have lost our voice have lost our authority because we haven't obeyed God's word or we're not doing it or we don't know it or we're not interested in the Bible and God's word to us it says in, in, in 1 Timothy 1, and I think verse 17, that God spoke to two of these amazing, amazing men of God. And they rejected and they didn't follow and they didn't fight the good fight of faith with the prophetic word God spoke. And it says in the Bible, Paul handed them over to Satan. Hectic things. And I'm not putting the fear of God because I'm a NASCAR. But I want us to understand the Word of God, the Bible, is important for us. It is God's Word. It is Jesus. We have a relationship. When we're in agreement with the Word of God, we will have heaven's authority and all of God's authority behind the words we speak and declare and proclaim. His voice in situations in this fallen world is so necessary. It's necessary in our families. Let me just tell you that it was so good to see Caitlin. I know her when she was in nappies, by the way. I married her parents. I did their wedding. And to see her worshiping here today has got nothing to do with my preach. But I've been too intense. So I thought, let me just change it a little bit and tell you about Caitlin. Friends, the Word of God is very, very important for us to succeed in life and to enjoy life. You see, God wants His Word heard. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. I'm unapologetically reading a bit of Scripture today. Is that okay? Because this is our lifeline. It is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. With the same Holy Spirit of faith, we also believe. What? 
what, what, what do we believe? The Word of God, the Bible. We believe that and therefore speak because we know the one that raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus Christ. So if we speak what we believe, guess what? He raises us up. He puts us in a place of authority. He puts us for the display of the nations, and the devil has to bow his knee. And our situations have to change because God's Word is powerful, powerful, powerful. Have a relationship with the Bible, friends. If, you, if you're not good at reading, get those tapes. No, no, you don't have tapes anymore. Hey, like, so now my age, eh? now my pensioner age is coming out. How many of you young people know what a tape is? You slut. What, what do you have nowadays? CDs? DVDs? Podcasts? Whatever. Just have a relationship with the Word of God, with the Bible. Believe the Word. Accept the Word. Obey the Word. Put it into, into practice. And then receive your victory and your breakthrough, whatever you need. Because the Holy Spirit responds to the Word of God. Problems, demons, all of those things have to bow the knee to the name of Jesus, to the Word of God, to the Bible. Has to. Third point. We need to meditate on God's Word. Meditate on God's Word. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says this, Do not let the Word of God, the book of the Lord, depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be... How many of us want to be prosperous and successful? You know, it's got to do what we do with the Word of God. You got hassles at work. Go to the toilet and read the Bible and pray. You might not have to do what you do in the toilet, but at least it's a bit of silence. You know what I mean? Just get God into your situations. Eesh. People often ask me, well, how do you meditate then? Then I ask them, do you know how to worry? Do you know how to be anxious? Do you know how to be fearful? And they always say yes. Then I say, well, then you know how to meditate. You're just meditating on the wrong things. The problem is we mostly meditate on what we say and not what God says. And we need to know what God says. Remember, the Holy Spirit responds to the Word of God. When He hears it coming out of our mouths. There are many things we ask for in prayer. And God says, it's already in my word. You proclaim it and you declare it. Don't ask for it. Just declare it. It's not naming and claiming theology that I'm bringing you. It's actually the truth of the word of God. Meditate on the positivity of God's word. Then speak it. Declare it. Proclaim it. Obey it. And Secret. Success and prosperity comes to us. It's about God's word. And then my last point is just do it. Just do it. You see, Jesus' love language is obedience. You know that book that writes about the five love languages? 
as we've grown in marriage, 38 years in marriage, Maureen has all five. Like sometimes she wants gift and sometimes she wants this. And like the book, Yanku, in marriage, to understand a lady is a big thing, man. For a lady to understand a man, it's a small thing, small book. So for one minute, it'll be gifts, acts of service. The next day, for some reason through the night, it'll be something else. You need to understand that about a lady. But you must never question it. You must just love the girl. All right. Okay. You see, Jesus' love language is obedience. I love ladies, by the way. Because <laughs> God skillfully formed and made you, and he just made us from mud. That's why we can burp in society and whatever. Girls are all luck. Just obey the word of God and do what it says. Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey me. When God speaks through his word, just do it. The first miracle Jesus did at, the, at Cana in Galilee was he turned water into wine. The story goes like this, that the servants made known that they had run out of wine. I mean, that miracle still causes problem for the church. Made, they ran out of wine. And Jesus' mother said to them in John chapter 2 and verse 5, just do what Jesus says. Just do it. They did, and a miracle happened. Notice that in this particular miracle, it wasn't a need. It was a want and a desire, and Jesus released it. God's not into a needy people. We don't just go to God when we need. We go to God for everything. I did share in this church before. I was in America doing ministry there. One o'clock in the morning, the phone rings. My son had to get to New York. He's at Johannesburg Airport. He says, Dad, how many air miles have you got? I said, I've got a few, my boy. And you know, one o'clock in the morning, you're thinking something's happening with your kid. And the next question was, Dad, if there's enough, can I be upgraded to business class? You! Awkward. No, boy, no. Phone down. Maureen taps me. She said, you know, do you think God would treat you that way? You know, God says, ask of me anything. And if it's in the Bible, I'll give it to you. God is a good, good father. You've just been a shocking father now. Justin? I'll send an email, and you may go to business class, my boy. <laughs> you know, friends, Jesus declared the word, the servants obeyed, and God opened the door for miracles and not need. We mustn't only go to God when we need. We go to God all the time. That's what I'm trying to say. He's a good, good father. He can't say no. But he's a good, good father. And he loves to bless his children. He loves it when we declare the word of God and then the Holy Spirit can respond. There's another great miracle in John chapter 4. Jesus heals the official son. And the official went to Jesus and in John 4 verse 49, he speaks to Jesus. And he says, Sir, come down before my child dies. 
Jesus replies, you may go, your son will live. You see, the official took Jesus at his word, listened to his word, and believed what Jesus said would happen. And his miracle came. When Jesus speaks according to the Bible, when Jesus speaks his word to you, we ought to listen. We ought to obey. We ought to declare his words. And breakthrough and victory will come. Then there was this other miracle in John chapter 9. It was a blind man. This man was absolutely, and he was blind since birth. Jesus spits on the ground. Now, I don't know if I want to make the sounds of spitting. Do, would you like to know what it sounded like? Let's okay, go. Okay. Jesus spits in the ground. He makes mud with the saliva and then puts it on someone's eyes. How many of you need to see better today? <laughs> I'm just asking because me and you, we can go outside. <laughs> awkward, awkward, awkward. <laughs> He spits on the ground and puts it on the man's eyes, and he says, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Immediately, the Bible says, immediately the man obeyed, and obviously somebody took him down, and he washed his eyes, and he went home seeing. You see, breakthrough and miracles come when we know the Bible, we hear it, and we respond, and we just do it. In Luke chapter 4, Peter goes fishing, and he fishes, and he gets a whole lot, 153 fish, I think. And then he walks with Jesus, he denies Christ, and all of these things. And then in, in John chapter 21, verse 3 to 8 and 11, you know, I'm not going to read that scripture. But the story goes that Peter goes back to his default, which is fishing. Because he lied about God, and he lied about Jesus. I don't know him three times. You know the story? And then Jesus, at that moment, says to Peter, throw the net on the right-hand side of the boat. And he gets a huge catch. Peter said to Jesus, I'm tired. And Jesus said to him, throw the net. And then Peter uses this word. He says, at your word, Lord, I will throw the net again. And the miracle came. You see, even if we've messed up in life, when Jesus speaks, and He's speaking to us today, we hear, we hear, and all is forgiven. And you know, not only did He give it a big catch, Jesus made a fire on the beach, and He restored Peter's authority, He restored His voice, and He gave him the keys of the kingdom to go open the way for God's people. Isn't that amazing? Some of us feel we might have messed up. Hey, run to God. Don't run from Him. Because His Word says, as far as the east is from the west, so I will wash you white and cast your sins away. Peter said, we, Lord, we tired. The Lord says, throw the net. <laughs> Absolute restoration, big catch, authority, voice, everything back. Miracle happens. And then in Acts chapter 4, with that authority, he preaches and 3,000 people get saved. You see, it's an ongoing journey of God speaking to us. So let's look at God's Word. Let's look at Jesus who is the Word. 
and get to know the Word. Get to know the person about Jesus. Let, let us together relate and have a relationship with the good news that's found in the Bible. Let's meditate on the positive promises and the Bible, the Word of God. And let's do what it says so that miracles, breakthrough, victories can come in Jesus' name. I want to ask this morning just, if there's anyone this year this morning that just as I've preached, you just say, I need to get more into the Bible. Many of the miracles, many of, the, many of my problems is because I'm not like into the Word of God. And uh, I'm asking you that if you would stand because the Holy Spirit then will respond and He'll act on your behalf. So if that's you right now, just stand. I think if you could just stand and say, God, I want to read the Bible a little bit more. I want breakthrough. I want miracles. I need to see your hand in things. I need to see you open the door. And, and friends, the Holy Spirit will just come. And He will act before you even start reading the Word because that's how good, good our Father is. So allow God to minister to you this morning. I'm just going to wait a little bit more. No manipulation, just respond. Say, God, your word is what I want to go for. Your word is deep in my spirit. And even if I haven't read it, you're not angry with me. <laughs> God doesn't get angry with us. He just gives us another chance. And in the year's time, you neglect the word of God again, it's okay. God will bring somebody that's a pensioner that's milking 10% wherever I go because I'm a pensioner. He'll bring somebody like me and speak to you again and say the Bible is a very important book. And it's not just a book. It is about a person, Jesus, and it is Jesus. So, Father, I want to pray and thank you for your word. I want to thank you that it's living and it's alive. I want to ask that we would be a people that can say we do what God says, not what we say. So we lay down our lives before you afresh. Not in salvation, but in submission and yieldedness. So Holy Spirit, help us. Holy Spirit, guide us. Holy Spirit, as we declare the Bible, as we declare Jesus, situations will change. Finances released, marriages restored, relationship with parents, children, children, parents, friends amongst friends. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you work on our behalf. We thank you, Jesus, you brought the Holy Spirit. And you seated at the right hand of Father, interceding for us. Every one of us today, you are praying for. Thank you, in Hebrews chapter 12, there's a cloud of witnesses cheering with you, Jesus. Carry on, people. Carry on, people. Carry on. Because you've got the Word of God. You've got the Holy Spirit. You've got each other. You can do it. I bless the eldership, Clive, Vesey, Yankus, you will have a wife, Lord. We bless them this morning and we honor them. I bless the people of God with the joy and the peace and the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Help us not to try harder, 
but help us to read more, declare more of your word, and live in freedom. See Shane's shirt, it says freedom there, Lord. And I declare freedom on God's people this morning. Not because I'm good, but because Jesus gave us freedom on the cross. I thank you, Father, for your beautiful, beautiful heart towards us, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.